Welcome, and thank you for being here for another episode of The Nonprofit Show. If you joined us in the Green Room Chatter, you know that Sarah and I are not strangers of one another. We've actually become close friends through a lot of the work that we do here in our community and across the nation together. So I'm really honored, Sarah, that you said yes. Sarah Groney is here with Project Big Impact talking to us about building your nonprofit toolkit. So before we jump into this conversation, Sarah, I want to make sure that our viewers and listeners know who they are listening to. Julia Patrick is not here today, but thanks to Julia, we do have this fantastic platform. Julia is the CEO of the American Nonprofit Academy and is enjoying a much needed deserved vacation. So enjoy your self-care. It's definitely important. I'm Jarrett Ransom, your nonprofit nerd, CEO of The Raven Group, and I am honored to serve alongside Julia each and every day for the show to serve along as co-host. And we can only do this because of the continued investment and support and belief from our sponsors. So I want to give a shout out and a big thank you to Bloomering, American Nonprofit Academy, Fundraising Academy, Nonprofit Nerd, Your Part-Time Controller, Staffing Boutique, and the Nonprofit Atlas. If you have not checked out these companies, do yourself a favor, check them out. Not now, but in about 29, 28 minutes would be a good time because we have a lot to talk about in this conversation. And if you missed any of our episodes, believe it or not, we're coming up on our 600th episode. That's 600. You can listen to The Nonprofit Show wherever you stream your podcast, as well as video platform on Roku, YouTube, Fire TV, as well as Vimeo. So as we move into today's episode, the the nitty gritty, the meat and potatoes, again, I've hyped you up, Sarah, but a dear friend, colleague, a professional peer of mine, Sarah Groney with Project Big Impact. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, we first met, we had a, a mutual connection that said, you two have to connect, right? And we both think uh, very highly of this woman. And we said, okay, but little did she know that you know, connected as fast friends and professional peers. I love the name of this company, your company, Project Big Impact. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah, and then also what is Project Big Impact? Yeah. Um, so Project Big Impact is just, it's just me. Um, it I have a big background in nonprofit work, working in programs and crisis mental health for 10 or 15 years. Um, had some kids, decided to start a consulting company. Um, it's really hard to name a company that you're not sure what it's going to become. So I wanted it to be this like really big thing that I was growing along with my children. Um, so I serve nonprofits in a lot of capacities, really a lot of marketing communications, kind of the nitty gritty behind the scenes, setting up systems that help nonprofits to do their work better so they don't have to think about a lot of the, the automations and stuff in the background to help their staff uh, work as efficiently and cohesively as possible. Oh, that sounds like a big impact in and of itself. So again, I love the name. And as we talk about the tools for our, our toolbox when it comes to NPO, branding, marketing, visualization, we're going to talk about this. And so thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself, a little bit about uh, Project Big Impact. Let's dive into the episode topic, and let's start off with this one here. For those of you that are watching it, you can see on the screen, but those of you listening, we are going to share about your impact, cohesion, and how that's important of your nonprofit brand. So Sarah, 
this sounds like, like a big, a big ask, right? How do we do this? How do we talk about our impact and the cohesion within our brand structure? Um, well, we all know what it's like to feel like an outsider, right? Like we're new to our organization or a team, or we brought on a new consultant or there's a new board member and playing catch up is really hard. Like you, you're trying to jive with this new team and you're trying to figure out how to talk about the company. People, you're so excited about this new gig or this new role that you're taking on. Um, and people ask you, what do you do? And you're like, I, I, and you just say like what your job description says. Um, and it's, often, lot. it's often like multiple pages in the nonprofit sector. So yeah, you're like, I don't know. I do multiple like nonprofit professionals do all the things all the time. Like what did I do yesterday is totally different than what I'm going to do tomorrow. Um, definitely things that are in your job description. So I love to build, especially as a consultant coming on to a new nonprofit, I build for myself in the background so that I have all the tools um, to do my work effectively, but I have also realized that it's super helpful for, to share that with the team. I usually, I used to just share it as I was exiting, like, here's all of like a whole package of all the things that I collected over the time I worked for you. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I can share it with all of my staff. Um, so I have now created a, a process to, share that with other nonprofits so that they can do that right from the start so that you can gather your logos and everything like visual branding, but also like a little blurb that feels like it rolls off the tongue, like your elevator speech and not just like your very buttoned up corporate mission. Um, Everything all in one document. So you can just onboard people really easily. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And again, you know, the nonprofit sector, it's, it's ever evolving. It's if that's the one thing that we know for to be true, right? Change is the only constant. We've heard of this before for for ages. Um, but you're right. And especially in the workforce that we're in now talking about the great resignation or the great reshuffle, a lot of people are looking at how do I want to spend my time and what's most valuable in my life and with my family. And so having that learning curve with a document and um, fun fact, right? I just want to be like, breaking news. Sarah has a document that at the very end, you'll get her email address. And if this is something that you would like uh, sent to you, she can certainly do that. So you can see what she's talking about throughout today's episode. But again, I've been on the receiving end of your work, Sarah, and you really do help to fast track the learning curve for a new team, right? Whether it's, and talk to us, talk to us about what's on this document, because it also includes, you know, as you said, like some language, what is it that we say in this elevator speech, but you also include what I really like is the visual branding. What does that entail? Yeah. So I really love to include like all the, the hex codes, the RBG color codes, like really nitty gritty, um, all the fonts. Um, so it's all kind of listed in one just like easy cover sheet, but also a reference to if you have a shared file, like where those font files live so that you can use them and where those actual logo files use so you can use them. Um, And in the process of gathering all those visuals, you might find some holes of like, oh, we don't actually have, we don't own our font files. Oh my gosh, we need to go buy the license for that. Or man, we cannot find a really high resolution version of our sub logo. Like that'd be really nice to create. Um, We may have to like pay somebody to recreate that if it's lost forever. Uh, But really a a good checklist of all the things you need to have to create anything beautiful and visual and marketing materials. Um, So you can hand it to contractors like myself, or you can hand it to um, 
to your internal communications team right when they start. They don't have to go poking for it. Um, And then also I like to include in the vision. So like just a little overview of everything that you might see or touch or feel and come into contact with the brand. And then the rest of the document that I have is really like the nitty gritty. How do you talk about the brand? How do you, what, what is the content? Like just a little cheat sheet. If So I don't have to dig through your entire website and that binder that nobody looks at. <laughs> That's collecting dust on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. We talk often about, you know, the colors and again, Sarah and I have had the the privilege of working with each other. And so I know exactly what this document entails. Um, It's beautiful. It's so helpful. And really, you know, one of the things I want to mention, Sarah, is that I use, you know, the very easiest of software systems to create graphics, whether it's for social media or for a newsletter, shout out to Canva, right? Like that has become, yeah, that has become the best software system for anyone who's not a graphic designer. And so you provide really that high level. And when we all are coming from a same page that says, oh, here's our branding colors. You know, it's not just blue. It is this specific color blue. And it's not just this font. It's this specific font to keep that consistency, the the cohesion that we talked about, and then that visual branding. And so I'm curious if you can talk to us how you have seen this work between departments. So we talked a little bit about, you know, for new staff coming on or onboarding a new uh, contractor or consultant, but like, how can we use this internally, because you and I talked about this before, often there's silos in organizations where development does development things, program does program things, you know, leadership does other things. So like, how can we use this tool as the tool internally for our entire organization to continue to build that cohesion? How do we, how do we share this with a team? Yeah. Um, So some really common things that those siloed staff members create are like maybe their own signatures. Um, yes, and signature blocks. Yeah. Like all over the place. Um, like some people like to create like a lot of visuals and a lot of like they're trying, they're trying. Um, but really for that brand recognition, especially if they're emailing outside of the organization, it's really critical to have everything really cohesive and um, to build that brand recognition of like, oh, I know when I see that logo, St. Joseph the Worker is emailing me. Or I know when I see that color, like, oh, that feels like that organization that I donated to once. Um, Like trigger that in people's minds. Color is really powerful in jogging our memories for what we've done in the past and really connecting to a brand. Um, But also like if you don't have a graphic designer on staff or a communications team that has the bandwidth to create all the flyers for organization, people just create their own. And that's so great. And they should be able to, and you should be able to give them the tools. So tools like Canva are really awesome. Um, it's free for nonprofits. I'm not paid in any way to, I'm not associated with them, but it's free for nonprofits. The, the paid, the, premium version is free for nonprofits and you can build your brand kit in there so that your fonts are loaded automatically. So when you add text and when you add a color, like those show up automatically and you can create so easy. I mean, super easy and accessible um, so that it looks right. And it's easy, like creating a flyer for a program that you want to look good takes a lot of time and it helps not only make our brands look better, but also gets your staff back doing what they should be doing instead of creating flyers. Uh, they could do more important work, um, better and easier and more effectively. 
Yeah. And that consistency is really important in your visual branding. And that should carry over, as we see here on the photo, into your social network. So looking at the visual branding electronically, not just the internal and the flyers, but looking at this from all of the social media channels. And you're right, Sarah, neither of us are ambassadors or affiliates with Canva, but they have made our life easier. <laughs> so much so much easier. Uh, so let's move into the impact, right? So our NPO impact, how do we share that from this, you know, marketing, communications, visual element standpoint? And how do we discuss that meaning of a dollar? Yeah. So the rest of this toolkit has prompts for um, like, what are some historical facts about your organization and how, like, why are we needed in very plain language? Like, why is your organization needed? Like, here's the the problem you're trying to solve. And um, this is what we're doing in our community, why we exist, not just like what we do and what this program does. Um, You can list those in there too, but um, really like, why, what is the impact? What is the the mission that we're trying to solve? Um, And a lot of that depends on funding. So having like some little sound bites to say, like, if you could break it down to $1, that's really great. But a lot of programs are not able to do that. Um, So whether it's 25 or $50, like whatever's on your donation form, tie it back to a meaningful dollar amount. If that's food for a month for a family or a bus pass or a tangible item or enrollment in a program for six months, whether if it's a larger dollar amount, um, really breaking that down. And that will require probably some teamwork, some digging into those numbers, figuring out if they're real and true and accurate. Um, but they're so valuable to be able to share. Like if you donate $12, like this is what you can do with that. Not just like donate $25 and you don't know where it goes, but it's tied to your storytelling so mm-hmm. much more to say like $12 bought somebody this thing and then their life was changed in this way. Yeah. And the math behind that, one of the things that I'm curious if you could speak to currently is inflation, right? And so the cost of something that we used to market and we used to have these visual representations chances are they've increased. So how do we go back to this toolkit, Sarah, that you're so generously offering to our viewers and listeners? How do we go back to that and maybe update some of our, you know, cohesive documentation and social networks to demonstrate that impact and that impact of an additional dollar that we're in need of? Yeah, I think there are two opportunities there. I think checking in maybe every year to 18 months or so, ensuring that your data is still accurate, that your program still costs the same amount. Uh, But with inflation, if you're buying tangible items, like that's a really big difference, but also an opportunity for storytelling to say like, man, it used to be like, since we've had this old dollar amount, like $1 used to equal this. If you update it over time, you now have this narrative of like, things are getting more expensive, Uh, not just for us as consumers, but us as service providers, like what, how, this is how we're trying to serve our community better, but also like a bigger poll, bigger call to action, a more tangible call to action. Um, Yeah. I think it's a really great way to track some storytelling opportunities over time. Yeah. And then to use that toolkit to share internally, this is now what we're saying. So when this current event hits, you know, our market and impacts 
our impact, then we can really share in this cohesive manner. Maybe we do go back to that elevator speech. Maybe we do go back to some of our narratives, as you said, wonderful opportunity to tell the story. And that's that's something that we really need to do. Now, you and I have worked together again. I, I've alluded to this several times because I just I adore our, our conversations um, where five dollars might feed a family for a week. Right. And then now with this inflation and the impact of a dollar, it might not be five dollars anymore. And so that, as you said, the point takes us to the opportunity to tell the story and to tell the story and the need in our community in a different way. Um, so I'm curious, and you you mentioned this, Sarah, you know, maybe we go back to this document annually or every 18 months. What is the best practice of that? Is it like this should be an ongoing, you know, evolution that we revisit? Yeah, it shouldn't be a burden to update. <laughs> so shouldn't right. be the monthly, I don't think monthly is, accurate or six months seems like overkill also, uh, unless there's something really large that happens. Like if you add a huge new program or a new initiative or, um, your funding jumps way up, like if there's something really shaken up your organization, you should change it. Um, but if not like do it along with your annual report, you're already updating those numbers anyways. Um, you can just pop that right in. You can attach it to this document or you can create idea. At the same time that you're doing that, you're already doing the work, but this toolkit is really just a way to integrate a lot of the information that people should know about their organization and who they're supporting. You can also share this with really stellar rockstar volunteers who are big community advocates. We're always talking about you and you're like, oh, that's almost right what you're saying, but like, could you say it this way? Um, <laughs> so it'd be really helpful. That's a great point. When I think of the users of this document, we should, I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, we should include our volunteers in this in this knowledge, at least the education of it. Is that what I'm hearing, Sarah? Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity. They are some of our biggest champions. They aren't paid to work there. They keep coming back anyways. Uh, they love our missions and talk about it with their friends. And it's a really excellent way to steward them, to make them feel more included in the organization and at the same time, help them be better ambassadors for your mission. Yeah. You know, I love that. And and that was kind of like a, a duh moment, you know, of course we should be engaging them in these conversations because I've worked with so many organizations where the staff might be 12, 15 people, but the volunteer is an army. Yeah. Yeah. Which we could not do our mission to the same magnitude without this volunteer workforce. So huge piece of the messaging, huge, huge piece of, of telling the story. As you said, the opportunity is there. Yeah, yeah that's important. Um, well, Sarah, talk to us a little bit about Project Big Impact, because I believe you're working on, I, I'm going to toss this to you, a soft lob, but you're in the process of creating a program yourself. Can you talk to us a little bit about kind of, you know, what you yourself and Project Big Impact is in the process of creating for the community? Yeah. So I really love empowering people and organizations who work um, for the greater good to do their work better. Like, how do we make it easier for you to do your work so you're not distracted by a lot of the the tech that gets in the way, whether that's updating your website or creating these graphics or setting up your Canva account that you just got. Um, so I'm creating, I think a course or like some coaching, I'm not sure. It's kind of a little evolution right now. 
um, for kind of a DIY website and visual branding boost. Um, so just the same kind of stuff, but, um, really get into like a a coaching nitty gritty, like hold you accountable to really do it and teach you how to do it yourself. So you don't have to continue paying somebody to do it. Um, so you have a a self-sufficient team who feels empowered to update something on the fly and not have to wait a couple of weeks when it's not relevant anymore. Um, so it's still evolving, but I'm excited about it. It's so exciting. And just being in the process of creating that, knowing that there's a need, you have this experience working in the community um, and you've worked for a variety of nonprofits, as you said earlier in the episode, in many different capacities. And so speaking that language from the internal nonprofit side and then also perhaps for individuals, because, again, this great resonation, I struggle with with whether it's a resonation or a reshuffle, right? I've heard kind of both terms. And I really do know that many of us, myself included, have taken the time to say, what's important? You know, whether it's journaling or just reflection, what's important? How do I want to spend my time? Where is this mission alignment? And for, you know, individuals that are looking to shift their space and work, having a course or program or coaching that you're offering for this, Sarah, is really important to help navigate us forward into that next chapter and stage phase of who do we want to be when we grow up? Yeah, I think this is a really exciting time for a lot of people. There's a lot of empowerment in making choices that are bigger and not just like, I need a job and I want to do this work, but like, how does it fit into the rest of my life and my family and how like all these pieces working together instead of like siloed as we typically are, like I go to work and then I come home and then I have a family, but like, how do, how do we do it all together? That's why I chose this work. Um, it's definitely a blend. Um, there's not a lot of balance, (laughs) but, um, Well, I think, you know, this, I don't subscribe to the balance because it's never a balance, right? To me, it too is very much the blend. Um, I also joke in a cocktail way, shaken and stirred, right? It's a little bit of both, Um, but really looking at, you know, how we can create this cohesion with our resources, you know, tying into today's episode so that we can do this in a remote space, whether it's for our organization or for ourselves. You know, if you are watching and you're thinking of, you know, I, yeah, I I am Sarah and Jared, I am creating that next stage in my life. And I know many, many of our viewers and listeners are. And so this is very relevant to the agency internally and to the person internally and externally, because so much of this can be done in the office and remote. And we, you know, again, we mentioned Canva, we should absolutely have them as a sponsor because we've, you know, they're probably getting huge hits right now on their, on their uh, platform, but there's so many systems like that project management tools and the like, where we don't have to be siloed. And so this toolkit that you're sharing, and I want to bring up your, um, your slide again, so that everyone watching and listening can reach out to you, Sarah, Um, Sarah Groney. So when people see your last name, they're like, How do I say it? Because for the longest time, I didn't say it until you taught me how. And then I was like, I will never forget that it's Grony. Uh, Project Big Impact. And so for any of you interested in talking more with Sarah, phenomenal person, very generous in offering uh, this toolkit, Sarah with an H at projectbigimpact.com. So 
Sarah, I knew you would knock this out of the park. You've got so much wisdom in this beautiful brain of yours and what you do for our community is, is really an honor to witness. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me on today. It's been really great. Oh, of course. It's it's fascinating. I'm going to be emailing you for the toolkit. We had another guest that had a very generous offer herself, much like yours. And so I'm just honored to have the continued support of, you know, so many of our guests to share with Julia and myself, their area of expertise, their zone of genius, and extremely grateful for our continued sponsors that invest in these conversations that are unscripted, which is the best. <laughs> I just love it because we really get to nerd out. And that's what I love to say. So thanks to our sponsors that include Bloomering, American Nonprofit Academy, Fundraising Academy, Nonprofit Nerd, Your Part-Time Controller, Staffing Boutique, and the Nonprofit Thought Leader. I had to double check my phone. Today's Thursday, so it's Friday Eve, which means tomorrow is Friday, and it's going to be an Ask and Answered episode. So Please join us back here tomorrow. And Sarah, thank you, my friend, for, for joining me, saying yes, and imparting your wonderful wisdom with us today. I'm so grateful to have you. Thank you for having me. It's always so fun to chat with you. Yeah, we'll have to do it again, you know, off off script again, off record, and um, make sure that we catch up. But for all of you that have tuned in for today, either live or recording, we hope you'll join us for another episode. Again, tomorrow we'll be back for our Friday Ask and Answer, thanks to Fundraising Academy. And until then, we always ask that you stay well so you can continue to do well. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>